Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the Boop Show for October 30th, 2017. With Scott Johnson and Brian Dunaway. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boop Show, the last one of uh, the month of October, Ugh, 2017. It's scary. Yeah, we'll do one next October. It's fine. Or four. We'll do four <laughs> next October. Uh, thank you for being here, everybody. Episode 153 is where we're at. And um, I'm about to go to BlizzCon, so uh, lots of game stuff when I return. Things to talk about on the Blizzard front. We will surely touch on a few of those. But, uh, Brian, yeah. it'll... Uh, It'll be fun, but it won't be as fun as uh, and uh, as if no wait. It wouldn't be as fun. It's not as fun it, when you're not there. That's would, what I meant. It would be more fun if I was also there. There, gotcha. there, you got it. You rephrased it in a way that we can all understand. Well done. <laughs> this, this proper English. Yeah, that's all we need here on the show. Um, anyway, we're gonna dive right in. We uh, been a busy week. Picked up Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, I should say. And I picked up Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, here's the thing I was faced with. This is a time of year when all the good games come out. And this year is crazy. So, uh, there was a lot on the table here. I could have picked up Destiny. A couple weeks before that, could have picked up uh, the the new uh, Shadow of War game. The, the Mordor uh, sequel. <clears throat> could have picked up uh, Wolfenstein, the new Colossus thing that dropped uh, same day as as uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins. So I had to make a decision. I had to make a choice. I was going to allot myself two games and two only. And the goal is to beat those or at least one of them before going near another one. Mm. And, And so that's what I chose. I chose carefully and I ended up picking Mario. And I ended up picking AC Origins, uh, mostly because Mario was a foregone conclusion. There was no way I was not getting that. That's just dumb to think. Yeah, you can't not get that because, I mean, three-fourths of Film Sack is playing that. Yeah, three four, everybody but you, buddy. You need to get that Switch. we got to get you a Switch. That's gotta what has switch, to Got to get the Switch. Got to get the Switch. Uh, but it's, uh, excuse me, amazing, that Mario game. And everyone's thinking, tell. you're thinking, if you go online, you look at these reviews and you're like, 10 out of 10, how is this possible? How is this a 9.5 game? How is this a 9.8.9? Like, how are these people reviewing it nearly perfectly across the board? Uh, we haven't seen this since, oh, I don't know, earlier this year when Breath of the Wild came out. Um, but uh, it's true. Everything you read is true. It is a fantastic, wonderful, delightful, um, incredible experience so far. Um I'm in New Donk City, so that's how New, far New I am. New Duke City, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Game game is super weird too, which I really appreciate about it. It's a really strange game um, on lots of Scott, levels. Scott, uh, I hate to interrupt you. I'm just getting this in. Beep, Player beep, beep, beep. beats Mario Odyssey in under 90 minutes yeah. for an early 
world record. Yeah, this is what happens. Someone speed speed runs and then wins, and that's what they do. They're like professional speedrunners. So right. those those stories are awesome because I love speedrunners and I like watching them. But that's a dude what doesn't play any games except this way. This is how he plays them. He's right. a professional speedrunner, which is great. I'm hours into it and plan on spending more hours in it. Uh, and I haven't felt this way about a video game, let alone a Mario game, since probably the N64's release of Super Mario 64. Um, right. In that way that that game just blew everyone's mind at the time, uh, changed 3D platformers, adventure-style games forever, was a huge deal, right? That hit, and we just went, whoa, look at what this is. This is a mm. new thing forever and, and from now on, and we couldn't believe it. And sure enough, it was in, as influential as we all thought it was. This feels like a proper Mario game in that legacy. And it's really fun. It's super engaging. It is a hoot. It's funny. Scott. Yeah. What's what's up with that hat? Um, am I wearing a hat? No, no, not your hat. And Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, in the hat. It's <laughs> on topic. I mean, it's all over no, no, the No, no, no. I like this. It's... For a minute, I thought, am I wearing a hat and you're making fun of the hat I'm wearing? But I'm not really wearing one. No, I'm wearing a hoodie. Uh. The hat is the new gimmick, if you want to call it that, all right? right. So whereas in, uh, the N64 Mario was like, the new gimmick is 3D, and what can we do there? Um, that's not much of a gimmick, but it was a huge jump forward, right? Uh, right. Well, it's no it's no hat gimmick. But no, yeah, no, no, ahead. definitely not. Uh, then you got your, uh, and I'm just talking mainline Mario games here, so I'm not going to, you know, I, I love all things. I'll play them all. I like the golf. I like the the tennis. I'm into the, the Mario Party. I think everything they do with Mario's name on it, Always fun, always a good time. So I'm not going to talk about those, but we're talking mainline, like, tentpole Mario games. Mm. The next big one would be uh, Super Mario Sunshine Wow! on the GameCube. Am I missing Cube, one? Hold right. on. Am I missing one? No. I, that's, that's, that's some high praise there because that's one of my all-time favorites. I like that game a lot. A lot of people pretended that, that they didn't like it because they just were haters then, but it's actually a really good Mario game. There's nothing wrong with it. I kept coming back to finish it. I kept coming back. Yeah, it's more great. And more. Now, that game, very much so a gimmicky game in that your gimmick in that game was the, was the sprayer thing, the water sprayer thing, right? Right, right. So you'd run around that backpack and you'd spray stuff down and just hose down the world, pressure wash the world away, right? That was that. Yeah. His next big gimmick uh, for a mainline game was Super Mario Galaxy. Right, that was a good one too. It's weird to think it's only been, if we're talking just mainline games, you're only talking about, let me think about this, N64. Uh Uh-huh. So Mario, okay. Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy right. 2 is basically the same game, just more of it. So I'm going to count that as one. So there's Galaxy, and then on the, the Wii U, you had uh, 3D World, which was kind of a take on a 3DS game, and an amazing game, but I'm not sure I'd call it a mainline game. And then you got this. So really you only have three, maybe four games in between the N64 and this as far as mainline Mario, Mario games. I'm going to quit saying mainline here in a second. But the point yeah, is that, right. the point is that, like, those have always been amazing, incredible, and it turns out not that many of them. They spend a lot of time working on them, and they end up being amazing because of that, right? Right. All right. So, bottom line with this one, 
I don't even know where to go with it. Just to say, bottom line it for me. It does it does his his living hat is how is it? Imbued? Oh, his hat. I forgot his hat. So his hat. How is how is it imbued with life now, or has it always been alive? Okay, don't, so don't retcon my. I'm, I'm not. He doesn't has not always been alive. Okay? okay. In fact, there's a very sad moment at the beginning of this game. This isn't a big spoiler, but his hat gets just destroyed, like shredded, and f- gets blown all over the place. Right. Then I will just say, without giving anything away, you run into some, let's call them entities, that uh, are basically, it's a, it's a race of hat people. Race of hat people. Yeah, I said, like I said, this game is weird. And is uh, weird. you end up kind of reincarnating the hat with, uh, with this possession mechanic. But here's the thing during the game. It's not always your hat. It's or not always the Mario hat that you're throwing around. You can get any mm-hmm. kind of number of hats by buying different hats on these different worlds. So if you're on the world that's like the the weird little Mexican Riviera place, you can buy a sombrero and a freaking right. matching uh, pair of clothes. And you can run through the rest of that game, if you want, in nothing but a pair of boxer shorts with hearts on them and a sombrero. If you so choose to play that way, you can do that. If you want to play the entire time in like a space suit with like a flight helmet, you can do that. And, be, and it's the flight helmet you're throwing. So it lets you switch all this stuff up. It's crazy and weird. I like it. Yeah. Uh, the hat does oh. all sorts of stuff. It helps you traverse things. It helps uh, trigger things. Uh, oh, my gosh. Don't too, be triggering people. That, I, I do enough of that daily. <laughs> it's a genuinely fun new way to play the game. And you still have all the kind of run and jump stuff, but there's so many other ways to do it. It's a possession mechanic. So any just about any creature in the game, I shouldn't say any, but many of the creatures in the game and sometimes just straight up objects in the game can be taken over by you and then you basically possess them and then move them around and do stuff. There's a there's tanks, for example, in the game that I can take over a tank and, and now I, I can shoot shells and be a big tank. Uh, there's a dinosaur at one point early in the game where I just throw it on top of this giant T-Rex and now I'm a giant T-Rex and I can go do right. stuff and solve the puzzle as a T-Rex. It's uh, It sounds wacky and it completely totally is but it is just chock full of personality old characters you've seen before there are moments where you'll see a green pipe leading into a wall and you'll be like oh and the first time i saw this i was super stoked because i avoided trailers i didn't want to see what this game was about ahead of time so i know that some of this had seen had been seen before but this this green pipe going into the wall was all pixelated looking looked like a almost like a minecraft pipe right right i go into that thing right oh nice and then come out up on a wall in old school 1985 Mario style and play a 2D level of Mario on the side of some wall and some building or on a mountainside or something right. in the in the full world. And if, some, this, if, some, if this is a movie, we call that fan service. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But it plays really well. Like, it's actually fun huh. and creative. And there's moments where a, a bullet bill who's fully 3D realized, you know, texture shaded rad looking outside 3d thing will come flying into that 2d plane and then as it slams into it becomes a normal two-dimensional side-scrolling bullet bill that you can kill inside of there and then same goes for stuff that comes out of that world you'll you'll have items that look just like basic stuff and when you're in there all the sound effects and music go down to like 8-bit soundtrack including the music everything it's amazing i dig it it's so good attention attention to detail yeah and it's one of the things that yeah. Lego does pretty good to, as well. Yeah, they, little, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a nice touch. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by it. I think it's super, super impressive that they, that they pulled this off. I think this year is going to be very difficult for people to vote between 
Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for best game of the year. I think they're both clearly in the top, at least the top five and probably the top two. The question is, who do you give number one to? And I don't know, but that's a great place for Nintendo to be. They have not been there in a long time. And um, it's just, it's awesome. And it plays great on the TV. It plays great portably. I played a lot of this game in bed. I played it with the Pro Controller. I played it with the Joy-Cons on and off using using the uh, motion control and without motion control to try to sort of see what how it all works. And I'm actually here to tell you something a little surprising. Brian, hold on to your butt. You ready for this? I went on it. This is video. I can actually hold on to my butt. Go ahead. The best control for the game, they they all work. It's all not a problem. But the and none of it feels janky or anything. But the possibly best control for the game is having the two um joy cons out and separate and off the device right right and using the motion control abilities that those things have like flicking right. the hat yeah right. uh swirling the hat sense. around it's really really intuitive and shocking because i hate motion controls and they totally pull it off here so anyway i think they did good yeah so you don't feel weirded out when you're in new dunk city and all the weirdos are oh, you- I'm looking at screenshots now and oh it's totally weird Absolutely. That feels weird. Is it is it a is is it a, a bridge they're trying to gap between the no, regular world and VR? No. Coming maybe? So no. no, I don't think so. I think what this is is them I don't know how they did it, because it should look stupid. Like bringing Mario into that <laughs> world should feel like it should be like Howard the Duck, you know? Yeah, it looks kinda like uh remember when uh Homer when they first did the three D for him and he was in the real world? It yeah. kinda reminds me of a little bit yeah. of that, yeah. Because these are yeah. like normal people, although I shouldn't say that. They're kind of stylized. They look like uh, lots of zoot suits, and it's like 40s, 50s looking, even zoot, though everyone's riot. got nicer cars and stuff. But um, the city, that city is big. The music's amazing. The characters in it are, are great. I love hopping on somebody's head and then not getting off and just pounding their head, and it's over and right. over and over, and it's just totally trolling these people. But they somehow made that work. Like, I don't know how they made it work, but they made that more realistic environment actually function. And it's kind of mind blowing, but also super strange the whole time you're there. Like, what is this place? This is weird. <laughs> so it's awesome. Uh, can't tell you enough about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Probably my I love game. It, I love of, it. I love it. Probably my game of the year. And I'm not. I'm probably halfway through the. Hey, Scott, it's only the end of October. Don't blow your load now. <laughs> what it, else have we got though? We got nothing else between here and now and the end of the year. That's that it, big. It. Maybe you maybe you end up hating the game. Let's just see. Yeah, all right. We'll wait until I get done. I'm going to take it with me to BlizzCon, play it on the plane, play in the hotel, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to keep at it. By the time we speak next, I should be either done or close to right. uh, the, the core story. But then there's the whole go out and find all the rest of the stuff you didn't find, and there is a ton of that. Oh, I love I mean, that. That's entire, one of my favorite parts. One of the, okay, this is the other thing I wanted to say that I really like about the game. It totally bridges this idea of what uh, – I think this is difficult, so most games kind of fail at this. They figured out a way to say – Here's the mainline sort of, I said mainline again. Here's the <laughs> here's the linear progression that you can take, right? We want you to go from right. here to here to here and we want you to accomplish this goal and get this thing and beat this boss and then we'll take you to the next world and you'll unlock that one. Again, it, it's very it'll let you play that way if you want to. But all along the way, at any mi- given minute, you can go, "Nope, going to go left instead of right and I'm going to go find some stuff that is totally who knew it would be there." Like Here's a rabbit running around the forest. Why? He's annoying the hell out of me. I'll hit him with my hat and suddenly one of the star things I want or the moon things pops out of him. And it's like, oh, that was one of the hidden moons. Like you discover things just by checking stuff out. Like just explore, just walk over there, just throw a hat and see what happens. Like really inventive, non 
linear, unexpected stuff, but it can be played linear, linearly, 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 linearly. Oh, oh, oh so linearly. 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 <laughs> anyway, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to pound through Thanks, it. Thanks, Porky Pig. I'm going to find occasional stuff on the side, and then when I get done, I'm going to go back and get them all. I'm going to get them all. It's really, really good. And you know what I would also say? Yeah, yeah. I would I would actually also say this. I think that this team, and I don't know if they're the same team. I don't think so. But I think this team learned a lot from the Zelda team and maybe went back and forth because there's a lot of stuff in here that you're like, oh, that's very Breath of the Wild. They're doing that right there. Or that's very, uh, that's like that open world or or whatever. It's a very interesting uh, take. And uh, yeah, look, if Red Dead Redemption was still coming out this year, the chat room points out, maybe I would hold off on my game of the year discussion. But right now it belongs to Mario with a very close from Zelda and a very, no, nah, nah, I shouldn't say very close, but there's a few right on their heels. But I'm telling you, man, Mario Odyssey, get it, have it, be it, live it. Got to have it now. Yeah. Any other questions about that game before I tell you about Assassin's Creed Origins a little bit? Uh, not really. I I just know it's going to be awesome, and I'm just just not prepared. Not prepared. You got to get it. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Fan of the series since the beginning. My favorites are Brotherhood, uh, Black Flag, Syndicate. Those are my top three. That Syndicate was the last one two years ago. Right. Uh, this one is called Assassin's Creed Origins. It is a big, big throwback. In fact, it is the throwback to the origin of all of these origins, of all the Assassin's Creed stuff. And it takes place in ancient Egypt. Uh, pharaohs and pyramids and obelisks right. and gods and all that, right? And uh, that's the setting. You, pay, you play a dude named Bayek or Bayek. I'm not sure how you say it. And he is a badass. He's a magi, lives in a little, uh, a little offshoot of, uh, of the, that part of the world. And uh, takes a much bigger role because of some things that happen that I won't give away. And it is epic and awesome, and it's everything I'd hoped it would be. It is you, absolutely in my top four games of the year. Um, right. Really Do you get to it. jump off the Sphinx's nose? Is it there? There to- is a... Okay, I have not yet jumped off a Sphinx's nose, but I have jumped off plenty of like other structures that are similar to that. Right. So I'm, if I were to guess when I get to that... And that's the other thing, is the land and the, and the areas and stuff, these are all very historically accurate. Mm-hmm. So wherever the sphinx is i'll end up there at some point right I'll, i'm sure i'll end up on top of the pyramid at some point also that's in the trailer so it seems likely yeah, um really. it's uh it's great it's it's what you want from assassin's creed but they've also thrown in a few things i want to mention real quick one is it has actual loot in it now loot. So, so the way it used to work is if i killed a dude or whatever and as i would level up and earn currency that's how i would upgrade weapons i would craft new weapons or upgrade the ones i had um, and that was fine. That's always worked okay. This game has actual drops in it. So if I kill a dude who I just yanked off his camel and stuck a knife through his head, he will sometimes poop out a lance or a new sword or a shield or something that's better than the one I have. So it's, you know, got a little Diablo going on that way. Um, it's a little more of an RPG as a result. It kind of feels more RPG-ish. The levels feel more meaningful that way. The quests feel like, you know, methods to get better gear, not just not just better unlocks or whatever. Right. Um, but in all the right ways, it's still very much Assassin's Creed, you know, sneak up on a guy to f- figure out how you want to take out a whole camp of dudes. I love stealth play. So I'm all into mm-hmm. like hiding in the bushes, sneak up behind them, shank them in the neck, pull them back. No one saw me do it. Sweet. All right. Oh, and bows are back in this game. So I can, th- I can shoot bows and hit guys in the head, get to get uh, uh, headshots and stuff. 
uh, which gives me extra XP. You have a whole utility tree you can unlock and do all kinds of crazy crap. And there's animals to hunt, and those animals give you uh, materials that you can then use to craft better versions what? of your chest Wait. plate and your weapons. Animals like you can hunt camels. Oh yeah, whatever you want. Ha- camels, lynx. Uh, what's a, what's another? Uh, uh, they have these flam- these big flocks of flamingos. I can go in there and just like tear up a bunch of flamingos and and take. I want to get back to the camel. All right. <laughs> what do you What do you get out of his hump? Is it a Is it a carton of cigarettes? No, it's what's a, back It's new. It's rich, creamy nougat. Have you never had a oh. camel hump? Mm. Never had a camel hump. Nougat-y. Is it Is it water in there or fat? Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know what that is. Actually, that's a really good point. I don't know what's in a hump. You Maybe. have a You have a growth. But these are all for on so, your horse. So there's also mounts, and you can buy and get extra mounts. And I think you can actually tame wild ones. I haven't done this yet, so I can't confirm this. Right. But I think you can tame like a wild horse or a wild uh whatever you call it but you can also buy them um you earn money at a pretty good clip there's lots of side missions story missions extra missions along with the mainline quest mainline gosh dang it scott that word mainline or two words i guess i gotta gotta stop saying it i gotta stop saying it um anyway it's awesome and oh it's beautiful that's the other thing i want to mention i'm playing on a pc so i can't speak to the console versions but i'm running this thing at 4k and it is on a 1080 uh card from nvidia and it is glorious beautiful that glorious. is always the sell for me for assassin's creed that's always the thing that it's the it's the book cover that gets me to open the book of assassin's creed yeah uh to play every time it's yeah. always the the how good it looks yeah i this was this was this was in a uh, red box yesterday and i almost picked up i you know wouldn't have any time uh to play it when you so get some time it, you should check it out i'm be i'd be very curious how you how you feel about it right if you like it so is it is so is it worth three dollars Oh, I, I think it's worth sixty. What? Yeah. So you would you're happy with your complete purchase? Then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I knew I I was kind of going in. Oh, that's the other thing I should admit to here. It isn't just Assassin's Creed I like. I like pharaohs and desert and and that whole vibe. Oh, like just red rock I can climb and leap off onto a camel and then shank two dudes with a with a scepter and like you know like the whole era is my thing. I loved Egyptian mythology. I love Egyptian right. history. My favorite games in the 90s were those top-down city builders by Impressions Games. Yeah, so I played Pharaoh, Pharaoh and Cleopatra yeah. expansion. Played those to death. I still have those over here with a 3D hack that lets me play them in, tenet- or in, uh, in 4K, which is really dumb. But anyway, those this game is like they let me zoom all the way down and play on the ground kind of. Right. And it's uh, the sights and the sounds and the people walking around going, oh, blah, 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 blah. you know, they don't have any, they, I don't know what they're, they're speaking. It's a kind of ancient <laughs> form of something, speaking. but it feels like very authentic and everything's just real right. smoky and, 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 and dry. And there's a scene where I got to like do some uh, constellation stuff with the stars and that just feels oh, great. Got to bring out your sextant. And yeah. Figure out where you're at. Yeah. Always. Um, well, I shouldn't say that, but it's, you know, there's stuff like that. Yes. Right. You also have, oh, I forgot so, to mention, you have this bird. You have a hawk. Uh, hmm. Hawk? Falcon, sorry. Because it's <laughs> because it's falconry, hawk? right? No, no. Falcon. <laughs> falcon. It's hawk? It's not a seahawk. It's a falcon. Go falcons. Uh, but I'll throw him in the air. And he'll go way up in the sky, and then he'll fly <laughs> over this area, and he can pick out, like, objectives, and and he's like my magic hawk and uh, or falcon. So does your hawk falcon, does he go, is that... <laughs> He makes like a sound when I send him up in the sky. And then when when I need to to find out whether there's like a hidden objective, 
I can zoom in on it and he like has this sense. And then once he gets it right, it reveals it. And now my dude on the ground can go and do what he has to do. So he's like my overhead tactical right. buddy. And Have he, you ran into uh, Susanna Hoffs yet? No, or she's not in there. And she walks Vicky, like a... Vicky Peterson, maybe? I think these days she walks like a middle-aged woman, but whatever. Middle-aged, yeah, walks still walking like an still Egyptian. Still walking like a middle-aged Egyptian. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's all this religion in this thing. Uh, you're starting right, to see... Which is pretty common. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Street, right? yeah, yeah, of course. And then, and then he's got like... Um, uh, oh, that's the other thing this game's getting in like not too long. I don't know what the date is on this. Maybe it's early 2018, but they're putting out a patch to this and selling it individually to schools and stuff um, as a standalone. I don't know if it's with the game or not, but anyway, it's a it's basically a mode in this game where everything's turned off that's game, right. and it's just a giant, big, living history exam. So oh, you can so just you can kind of like go through like. Not VR, but you can yeah, just walk na- through navigate like, through like the, yeah. Oh. Here I am. I'll still travel fast travel where I need to, or get on my camel to go to some place in the desert or whatever. But I'm looking at actual ruins and actual locations. And this was a Biza, or this is uh, the the uh, the monument they made to Ra, and why was that? And it'll be all this historical info. Like it's a really cool <laughs> idea. I wish they'd have done this with all their games. It's a great idea. It's yeah. a great idea. I'm so glad they're they're giving back to the community. But I just can imagine the poor sad kid who's <laughs> playing it at home all the time and has to go <laughs> oh this is so stupid well maybe what it is is i think you maybe you have to buy the core game and then the and then the other part is just free add-on and then teachers can control or i don't know what the deal is i don't know the details on it but i love the idea of it and Might i really well. I mean, I, i've always they, appreciated they, how historically sort of accurate these games have tried to be how, uh, how historically mainline they are yeah how mainline in history mainline <laughs> they they go with it with the mainline uh and Bagheera in the chat says, I took a pill in Ibiza. Don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> That's the dance place, isn't it? I got that mixed up with something. Oh, but I'm heading toward Memphis and Alexandria now. Those aren't just the, it's not just the the, the southern uh, capital of good barbecue, folks. It's an actual place. Uh, Memphis was originally a, a, an ancient Egyptian city. And Alexandria is not just in your, <laughs> your walking dead. It's a real place. I'm on my way to that right now. Anyway, it is really cool. So... Right up there with Mario for me. I mean, I came into it a little biased. I already liked this before I even had my hands on it because of all these things. They're they're just scratching all my itches at once, but turns out they made a really good game too, and it's very right. impre- it's very impressive. There'll be a lot of people who'll be like, Assassin's Creed, I haven't played that forever. That's that's old now. It's 10 years old. Go. And they even had that stupid movie with that guy, and it was dumb. And it was dumb, I agree. But I'm telling you, I, there's still something to say. This new game, the guy that ran the the production on this game is super interesting. He's been very, very cool, reaching out to the community, talking a lot. Lots of cool stage stuff from that guy. It's clear there's a lot of passion in this in this effort, and I'm very impressed. All right, so. you talk me into it. I'm going to go spend $3.50 at the Red Box yeah. and rent it for a day. Yeah, do that. And let me know what you think, because I'd be curious. Yeah. So while I was doing all of this, Brian played What the Hen on Android. <laughs> so okay, so leading up to uh leading up to Halloween this past week, didn't have a lot of time, so picked up a game that I'm already playing. Yeah. It's, uh, what the Hen is uh, is is a uh, is a, a battle uh game that I I played on uh on Android years ago and I I just picked it up again cuz I was like, oh, "I wonder what they're doing." And so they've added some new cards. Uh, you have to you have to build your own battle decks, and you've got different classes and levels, and you have to 
you have to level them up. And every time you win a, a, a battle or a duel, you, you open up a crate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're lucky, you're, you're getting to chase like an, on like a overall map, uh, like, the, like the hen, you're trying to get to the hen. I don't know exactly what the point is getting to the hen. Maybe they said at the very beginning, and I haven't watched the intro trailer in forever, Yeah. but, uh, the reason why I've been playing so much of it, though, I got hung up. I got obsessed for some reason. I I run against a lot of uh, different players, and I have a pretty good success uh, uh, with with my deck that I put together. Uh, but I ran across them another day who had an, almost an exact deck to me, but they were beating me, like, quickly. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not that far off from his guy's deck. Let me let me trade a couple of characters because he's like destroying me. So I went and made an identical deck. So now I've got a, a deck buddy who's just like me. I think his name is like Cody Rules or something. Mm. It just gets under my skin. At this point, I just even hate, hate to say his name. Cody Rules. Ah, you jerk. He's beaten me like yeah. 30 times. Yeah. And we have like identical decks. Almost identical. This is an, I, actual, I have, this is an actual person you're competing with? Yeah, you can you can uh, you can hook it up to uh, your Facebook account, and so mm. there's literally a guy, and it's like it says Cody rules a little avatar up there, and he's wearing some kind of he's wearing some kind of football uniform, young looking guy. I don't know if it's him or not, but it pisses me off every time I see him, and I I get in there and I'm I'm playing this guy, and every every time I just it's like he just runs over me, but we have almost exact same freaking thing, so I was copying him. I literally every time. He would play a you know a character. I would play my character every time he'd play a little uh, spell. I'd do the same thing, yeah. and I just can't beat the guy. Yeah. Now you could say Brian, they've got a mechanic to get past that. You just pay twenty five tokens, and I have like ten thousand tokens or something, and they'll re-roll for somebody else. But for some reason, this identical doppelganger of mine is uh, must go down. I don't know how I'm going to do it, hmm. uh, but. What the Hen, by the way, available on uh, iOS as well, it looks like. Uh, Right. I'll download it and try it out. I'm looking at the screens. This reminds me of like a 2D side-scrolling battle or uh, Clash Royale. Wouldn't you say that? That's what it is. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Just like that. This one's uh, by Charged Monkey. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, they're always trying to buy something. They're always trying to get you to buy something. But that's okay because it's not really in your way it just kind of pops up and goes hey look at this cool little illustration with cool characters spent nine dollars 99 cents and i'm like no click yeah and uh but it's 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 not it's not really it's not too intrusive intrusive. because one of my problems with clash royale is clash royale was uh brutal with um the the way if you didn't spend money you would you'd just get overrun by players that murdered you so then you'd spend money you'd feel good about it for a while and then it started to be clear that you were getting bad again because the the system was like putting harder people up against you and so you felt compelled to spend more money and i think that's dastardly and terrible yeah i'm on um, level i'm like level five uh with my character and i've been playing it for you know a good while yeah. and i have not feel like i've ran against a wall until now and even then i've ran against some people i couldn't beat and I just eventually said, okay, fine, here's 25 you know, little tokens, let's move on. But for some reason, this one has gotten under my skin. Yeah. And uh, I, got, I got to beat him. I got to beat him. I understand. Well, good luck I got to do that. it. Good luck with what the hen for you. 
What uh, the hand? And you play? Did you get Stardew Valley? Somebody uh, gifted it to you or something, didn't they? They did. We got a gift. I got a gift this past week uh, of Stardew Valley, and uh, I I started playing it the other day when we were doing uh, the morning stream, uh, and I never was able to get back to it. it. Makes me sad. So for this next week, while you're gone, yeah, uh, because you'll be gone, so no film sack this week for for me and you. So I'm gonna have a little extra time. Yeah, gonna I'm gonna put together a nice little review of uh, Stardew Valley and. Uh, oh, oh! Because we're going to talk about it very shortly. Uh, let's just say there's going to be some spelunky. Whoa! In my in my future. You're not. You're. This isn't your first spelunky time, is it? You. Played- I've I've played. I've put dipped my toe ever so gently into spelunky and enjoyed myself, but never got very far. So I'm going to oh. try to really hammer it out this time. Dude, spelunky is so good. So good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Splunky's great, totally worth visiting if you haven't played it before. And the fact that there's now a sequel, which we'll talk about soon, is super exciting. And that better damn well be on the Switch at one point. I know they're talking PlayStation 4 and PC at first, but that's a Switch game I want to take with me everywhere I go. Uh, It's what kept my uh, my Vita alive much longer was having Splunky on there. (laughs) It's a great game and should be played by all people ever and for always. Ever and ever. Correct. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Let's do this. Hey. Yeah, what were you going to say? Hey. No, I was just oh. singing along. <laughs> oh, was that out loud? No, it's fine. You can be as loud as you want to be. Hey, uh, the biggest PlayStation news from Sony's Paris Games Week uh, happened. This is from the conference there. Here are some of the games that are happening. All right, so a few details on some things we knew about, like that Detroit game, God of War. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have you seen that? It looks great. It looks so good, but wow, a little too realistic. You think so, huh? Which one? Too- like you talking about the Last Detroit. of Us or the Detroit? No, no, thing? that was good. That okay. Visually speaking, visually speaking, the Last of Us two trailer or whatever it was it was the Last of Us is is chapter two. That thing yeah. was yeah chapter two. It was so visually violent. It was off the chain. Yeah. But yeah, my my imagination, my imagination with the with the other. Uh, Detroit become human is yeah, I'm, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about that last of us trailer. It's really right. brutal. Like it's, I don't it's know if I need brutal. more of that in my life, you know, like more, that's just a dark, that's some dark business, mm. but I'm also interested to see where they're taking it. Um, seems like a very different tone than perhaps the first game. Uh, certainly the first game's trailers didn't, didn't feel quite like this, but Right. Anyway, we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, God of War, of course, Last of Us 2, and a bunch of new games. Uh, Sam- uh, Sucker Punch's Samurai Epic Ghost of Tushima. Uh, Spelunky 2, we mentioned that. A bunch of new IPs. But here are the games that probably made the most uh, uh, freak out. Concrete Genie. Coming to PlayStation yes. 4, wield a magic brush to create colorful living creatures in Concrete Genie. Coming Did you watch the trailer to this? I didn't see this. This is the one I didn't see, or one of the ones I didn't see. It it was interesting. The there's there's a there's a kid and and they, the the kid has has uh, acquired a large looking brush. Yeah. And the kid is a graffiti artist, and so the kid's running through uh, the streets and painting this really, uh, you know, spraying some of these really cool decals and things on the walls, and uh, then he starts getting bullied by this group of bullies who are, is chasing him, and it looks like he's going, uh, the character's going deeper and deeper into the world. Uh, to escape the bullies, and somehow this graffiti is coming to life. Whoa! And uh, so it it looks 
really, really good. Mm. Uh, but I, I got to think that once again, it's just, well, shouldn't that be VR? I mean, it feels like it should be VR. Were well, they it could about be. It? I mean, maybe they could do that. But you got to remember the VR development requires as much or more money to develop than a standard game of the same ilk. And then you've got a limited audience who can actually buy the thing. So you've got a lot of people with PCs, a lot of people with PlayStations or wherever the VR experience might be. Uh, But the actual number of people with with Oculus Rifts and uh, Vives and all that, far, far, far dwarfed by the number of people with just straight up, you know, controller screens and let's go. So I think it's a, it's a risk for them to, to go all of that way, but for them to like, there was news today that, um, uh, CCP is dropping their VR Valkyrie game. They're just making it a straight oh. up normal game because they're just like, eh, it's not worth it. Not enough people pay for this thing, so right. we're gonna we're gonna make the you know our development will be thrown behind a, a more traditional sort of approach with the game. And uh, you hear a lot of developers saying we don't know how much money to put into VR yet because honestly we don't know how many are out there. Mm. As that's the other problem is is Oculus and I don't think Vive or Valve actually re- uh, reveal those numbers. So nobody right, really right. knows what the install base is, and it's kind of like making a Connect game for the play or for the Xbox 360. It was like, yeah, that's a cool thing, and we want to see Connect games, and that'd be great if it was really popular. But your install base is nothing compared to just regular 360s. True story. So anyway, we'll see. But, but it it looks good. Yeah. It it looks uh, it's kind of interesting because it's a really dark scenes, but it's got really vibrant colors. Yeah, and it's and there and this this kid's drawing all these great. Uh, fun characters. Looks like some of us uh, it's kind of got like uh, remember how I used to pull up the stickers and things in Little Big Planet? Yeah. It's kind of got like a kind of like a vibe like that yeah. uh, where you can pull up stickers and I apply like some that. of it and I apply like it in that. different ways. That sounds fun yeah. and creative, sure. Why the heck mm. not? Oh yeah, here it is. Look at this. Yeah, this is the one I hadn't seen yet. Oh, interesting. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, I, I uh, that's one to watch for sure. Uh, let's see, what else? We got uh, The Gardens Between. This I did see. Seems pretty neat. It's the new Captain Toad-like PS4 puzzler called The Gardens Between. You're two teenagers, and you explore these little island worlds. It's really weird. They use time manipulation and other stuff to solve puzzles. If you're a puzzle solver, that looks like a pretty good game. I don't love those kinds of games, mainly because I feel like I'm usually too tired to want to do that. Like, (laughs) Just give me something to, I don't know, like I want to blow something up (laughs) most of the time, so I don't want to go... I don't want to go solve a puzzle, but it looks really cool. That looks really neat. Right. I don't know how I want to be solving puzzles and crap. Yep. Come on. Yep. Um, I'm excited about Guacamelee uh, 2. I love Guacamelee 1. How can a, you not be excited? Well, the first one was like a, it was a, you know, Metroidvania kind of game, but it was right. weird and funny and, and, and just a real different take on that whole side scrolly castlevania kind of style game and i thought it was awesome so to hear there's a sequel to that is very exciting uh there's a gameplay trailer out there and they say it's coming soon we don't know what that means probably 2018 is my thinking and most of the stuff is 2018 most of the stuff they talked about i mean it'd be tough to have a reveal for anything this close to christmas you know what i mean it would be be tough totally now in a big indie swoop i think sony has signed a deal with the developer of spelunky to do spelunky 2 as PS4 and Steam exclusives. Well, they don't have anything to do with the Steam part, but this will be like the, you know, this is like Microsoft's deal they made for um, the one that just came out. Uh, the uh, freaking, what's it called? Frickin Cuphead, Cuphead, uh, Cuphead. Cuphead, right. It's like that deal. Microsoft uh, gets exclusivity, at least uh, some time exclusivity on the Xbox. 
and it's on PC. Same deal happens for Spelunky 2. It will end up on the PC and uh, PlayStation 4. I think that's good for two reasons. One, it's a big get for Sony. That's a strong, important game. People love Spelunky. It's amazing. It's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. However, it would have been a real bummer if this was PS4 only. Uh, the PC heritage for that game goes deep, and I think they would have yes. really pissed off a lot of deep old school Spelunky fans if they wouldn't have had this on the PC. So that's good to see. Anyway, some good stuff coming out of uh, Paris. Usually you just get Patrick and cheese and like scarves and stuff. Yeah, it's, it, the scarves are superb and the cheese is smelly. It's just, ah. But well, then we got this yeah, instead. Yeah, so. it's something special, Brian. It's something special. It did feel special. And old, uh, oh, who's the who's the announcer guy that, that was talking today? Uh, Larry, uh, Jim, this, Bob. No, uh, it was something like that. It's like Dylan. No, it's not Dylan. Anyway, he like he needed some water. Very oh. dry mouth. He, he was kept licking. <laughs> you hate that audible light. Right. Uh, I hate it, dude. Here at Sony, we believe gameplay is important above all. (laughs) All right. So much so that we refuse to wet our lips. That's right. All right. uh, We talked about Last of Us, but I just wanted to just touch on it briefly as far as like the tone of that trailer. This is a big, big, big um, release for Sony when it comes out. A big naughty dog. Uh, game. The first game was heralded by players and critics alike. People loved that. PlayStation 3 game originally ended up as a uh, a remaster on the PlayStation 4. Did pretty well there. It's the only platform it's ever been on. It is a system seller for many people. So 2 is highly uh, and hotly anticipated. All we know about this is there's a girl. She's getting uh, crap kicked out of her, although she looks so buff. I don't know how she didn't take she all those does, people at man. once. She's like ripped. She's a freaking ripped. Um, and she is voiced by Laura Bailey. Uh, sort of friend Laura of, Bailey. Sort of friend of the program. She's also uh, Laura Bailey plays um uh, uh Jaina Proudmore in World of Warcraft, so that's all oh, I know. Okay. Anyway, then there's these uh, two other characters. They appear to be Asian and they're running from uh, or away from, I guess, some sort of cult type lady and her henchmen. There's an awful scene with a hammer uh-huh. uh, that made me seriously wonder what the hell are we doing in this video game? Hey. That's awful. And then it's uh, sort of a hanging, and then we get zombie creatures at the end. And it looks great. It looks really, really nice, but it looks really depressing to me. Like, it, well, we've only seen just a minute of it, and I'm with you. So, I mean, it totally reminded me when they were uh when they were showing the trailer if you haven't seen it there's like a negan moment where uh she just uh one of the characters just takes a brutal brutal yeah uh beating to some parts of the body it's just not it's cool very yet. i mean it's very much like this this whole series is very much like the parts of walking dead that are the most that are the most brutal or, or soul crushing that's kind of what these games are the first game right. was very much like that too but at least that one kind of had this like you're rooting for what's his name and maybe we will here too they just didn't show us very much but it looked brutal, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was nothing but brutal because you didn't really get a sense of is there, you know, is there some new gameplay? Is what's the new storyline? If the new storyline is getting beat out in the woods by some people, yeah, I guess that's the story. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they, uh, they haven't convinced me yet. Maybe that was just a teaser to get people to talking, and it certainly did. So yeah. good job. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Bodath said Jim Ryan. That's who it is. That was the, uh, that was the announcer today oh with the jim ryan there you go two first names yeah. yep that's that's how it yep. works for that guy 
anyway, it's interesting. If you want to see a lady get her, uh, a hatchet buried in her head and uh, someone else get their arm busted by a hammer, I bet you I have got a video for you right here. Mm -hmm. So good. <laughs> that was hard. so good. So freaking hardcore, dude. Uh, all right. So that's that. That was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. What do we have here? Oh, looky here, everybody. It's time for your emails. They came to us at boopshow at gmail.com, and this one came from Super Dave 531 I don't think this is Super oh. Dave Osborne. Probably not him. No, I forgot about Super Dave. You remember he him? He on HBO, didn't he? Yeah, HBO. He's, on, he's on with... Uh, uh, he's on Curb Your Enthusiasm sometimes. Yeah, um, and he used to he used to come on... Uh, was it David Letterman used to always come on? Yep. He was always on that show. Well, he sometimes. played Super Dave for a while. Remember Super Dave? Right. And he was in like a... It was like a... Evil can evil. Evil Yeah, there you go. And right. he had some weird guy that would come on with him all the time and just sort of sit there. And he was great on uh he was the surrogate for um <laughs> for the dad in uh, uh I can't think of anything today. None of these words are working. <laughs> Arrested development. He was like he wore oh, the hat yeah. and the speakers and yeah. stuff. He was great. Yeah. I forgot about that. Loved him in that. Anyway, so good. here's the email from Super Dave. He says, Hi Scott and Brian. With regards to your previous episode. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. I would love you to read the whole thing like that. There's I don't no dare. way. I don't dare. There's no way. I don't dare. It says about the lot of SNES classic shipping without power supplies. I personally just use one of those USB rechargeable power banks for mine whenever I play. Ah! He says it's one less cable that has to hang off the back of my coffee table. And I hate cables. It's pretty low at power consumption. And I've used a variety of USB power banks at U and USB adapters, iPhone included, uh, with both my classic controllers, NES and Super NES alike. With great results. Happy gaming, gentlemen. Super Dave. He says, yes, Excellent. Scott. The other 530 were taking, taken in a reference taken. to Diablo show reference 21. I don't remember that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, that one time yeah. on that show. That, yeah, forever ago, years ago. That one time. That I don't you know, remember. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad Super Dave sent that in because I sure enough was too lazy to go look it up. True story. Yeah. And uh, that's not sarcasm. I really was. I never did. I, I thought about it for a minute last time during the show. I was like, oh, I really should look it up and see if I can just do it through normal cable. Yeah. And I said, ah, no, I'm not doing it. Super Dave will email us in and yeah, let me totally know. You totally can. You can use any USB charger. They're not a problem. They all use the same rough here and there voltage. Now, if you have one of these anchor power bank things, though, and I have one. Right. I'm taking it on this trip. Uh, you can charge... A couple of USB devices uh, together. If you got a phone, it'll give you a full recharge plus another half or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but these are so low power consumption that just having this brick out there and no... In fact, if you have a problem with short cables, this is a great way to solve that problem. Because then you just pull it much closer to you because you don't have to be plugged into the wall. And just right. run it off your little generator there. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Up your generator. I like this a lot, Super Dave. I like the idea that Scott has like a gas-powered generator sitting in the middle of his room. I'm going to sit right in the middle of my, my life. Actually, I have very, one right over very here. Halloween-y. I can't reach it, but it's plugged in over there. It's charging. That'll go on the trip with me. I love that thing. TSA doesn't seem to care about it. Uh, it's about the size of a... I don't know, like hey, a, TSA, what's talking about my chainsaw? No, it's like, a, it's like a square hockey puck size, and they don't, they've oh. never said anything about it, so... Nice. I've taken it on like four flights, so should be fine. I'm not worried about it. Anyway, well done. I'm not taking my SNES though to this trip because I won't have time. That's dumb. No, who who would won't. have time for you that? You got other things to do. The, the SNES will be there when you get back. Yeah, or somebody will have one in the guild hall or something, and I'll plop down right. and play with them. But ain't gonna be me. Hey, you guys playing that? Can I come sit down and play with you guys? Hey, you guys. Can I sit here? <laughs> I'm Scott Johnson. I'm Scott Johnson. I should be allowed to sit here. 
All right, uh, time for us to jump into these here uh, final notes of the day. And here's the thing. We we are, we are going to be here next week, uh, but it's going to be a whole week of me at BlizzCon. So when I get back, I don't know. I'm, that's all I'm going to have in my brain. So I'm going to rely on Brian to have a bunch of other info that we can share on the show next Monday. Um, I'm Jets. looking forward to it. That's assuming that, A, I don't die in a horrible plane crash, or, uh, like I told Brian Ibbett this morning on TMS, stroke out on my stage presentation on Saturday. Oh, Scott, what's that you're talking about? Well... We're doing a live instant slash panel slash something. We don't, have, we don't have full details yet, but it will be on your virtual ticket. So you can watch it at home. If you have the virtual That's ticket great. for uh, for BlizzCon, either you have that via the web or you're doing it through DirecTV. Uh, but one way or the other, if that's how you're watching it, you can watch it. Or if you're there, please come and see us. That's at 11, uh, 11 o'clock local time there in Anaheim on Saturday morning. And uh, it'll be me, Patrick Beja. I've also invited Pat Crane from the CTR podcast. He'll be joining us, and uh, and no Terpster, no Dills this year. They're both they're not coming this year, Aww. so we had to we had to make up for some people. But uh, that doesn't matter because we'll have Blizzard people as well on the stage, which we're very excited about. And uh, if that doesn't kill me, then I'll be back for the Boop Show next week. <laughs> Pretty excited about it, uh, Brian. Anything you'd like to mention uh, that you're doing before we go? Something they should check out while oh. I'm gone. Sure. Wow. Uh, go to YouTube and check out uh, my YouTube channel, Brian Dunaway. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I try to give me some tips for how to beat uh, what the hen WTH trying to there you beat go. my de- deck doppelganger. Yeah. Just the tip. You're just he's looking for just the tip. Just the tips, please. Yeah. Can you only just give him the tip? That'd be great. Preach. I don't, I don't know if that means anything. Probably not. Right. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too. Uh, what else? Uh, that's it for us, everybody. Frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. Son, that's where you go to uh, get all our web information. There's links to everything there, and we'd really appreciate it if you did. Boopshow at gmail.com is our email address. We're at Boopshow on Twitter. You can find Brian over there, over there, Hi. rather, at, uh, at the Brian Dunaway at, uh, uh, on Twitter. You can find me at Scott Johnson, and our music was made by the wonderful, the amazing, the incredible... Uh, Rob Gabers and his album Music for a 1950s video game. Uh, support us at Patreon, patreon.com slash frogpants. All of that is very much appreciated. And you can find more stuff like this at frogpants.com. I think that's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for all of you, and for gamers everywhere. Oh, I don't speak for them. I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. But uh, we love you all, and we'll see you next week. Brian, bye. Nice. Have a great week. That's, that's so mainline. Bye. My, mainline. Bye. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. We have done it. We have created a show.